understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing, so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Wealth Babe podcast. I have my girl here, Jessica Hurley. I'm super excited to get her on the show, guys. You wouldn't believe such a powerhouse that she is. I met her, it's almost been a year. I guess it'll be a year in October in an event. God. I know. Time goes by so fast. And like you've like completely transformed, like and blew up (laughs) in that amount of time. But, you know, I met her, I loved her energy and we stayed connected after that. She has multiple businesses that she runs. One of those is Insta Podcast where she helps people with a message just share what they have to share through podcasts with their audience and be really authentic in that. And she takes you from start to finish and really like streamlines the process. (laughs) It makes it so easy for you and getting out your message as well as holds a summit called Innovative Income for strong, powerful women wanting to get into entrepreneurship and really just, again, be their authentic self. So I am so happy to have her on. I've seen her transition in Instagram and she knows I'm always in her DMs like, hey girl, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this. I'm loving what you're doing right now. And, you know, she's really gone through, I don't know if I would call it, would you call it a dark? I guess it was dark. Oh, honey, the dark night of the soul. I call it the dark night of the soul. Yes, dark night of the soul and has like come out such a powerhouse. And she was a powerhouse already, but like I really, I'm just like feeling all of this like energy that she is giving. So welcome, Jessica, to the podcast. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And you know what? Shout out to you. You know, you talked about me blowing up, but like shout out to your commitment um, in educating and entertaining people lately, because I was just talking to my girl about you. I was like, yo, Larissa is blowing up. I am so impressed. And like you, all you did was stay true to your commitment of your message, education, and just some entertainment on the side. And that's, that's really the simple formula to social media and marketing yourself and your personal brand. And I think people skip over that part, but it's, 
it's simple. It's not easy. It's simple. And you being consistent and committed, like, look at, look at you. Thank From you. where we met a year ago, I'm like, go ahead, ma'am, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you you rubbing off on me. You rubbing off on me. So. <laughs> so thank you. You're right. It's simple, but the hard part is the mental part of it. Oh. And I was so afraid to share those things. Like, but now I'm just like, oh, it's coming out of me. But anyway, not about me. This little little, little did people know that they needed you. Little yeah. did you know that people needed you. Right. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what I mean, ladies. Like she's already coming and she's not even trying. Like this is what I mean. <laughs> already bringing the heat. So <laughs> I'll slow down. I swear. No, do not slow down. We need all of you. We need all of you. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah, let's go. So tell my peeps a little bit about who you are. Um, I know I went into what you do, but really, how did you get into entrepreneurship? your Insta podcast and then leading into this great community that you built for women, just really truly being you, all of you and not hiding any parts of that whatsoever. You're talking about a long journey. So to, to make it a short one, um, I was in a seven year relationship with a person that was an entrepreneur for over 11 years. So I'm sure you can attest to this, that being in a relationship with somebody that is a full-time entrepreneur, full-time mindset, full-time, like they, once you are in this lane, you are engulfed in it. And, um, I had no choice after three or four years to decide whether or not I was going to get in on board or out the way. There's like a running joke online that always says, um, you want to date an entrepreneur, either become their assistant or get the hell out of the way. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this. And that decision took me on one hell of a journey. But on top of that, I mean, once I made that decision, it still took me, I would say four solid years to get to where I'm at right now, where I feel like I'm just simply scratching the surface. I had to willingly walk away from my corporate job after I started my business, be open to the fact that there was a huge major shift that happened after I quit my corporate job. I quit my corporate job thinking I was going to coach women one-on-one with their businesses and literally walked right into the, the concept of Insta podcast just by helping a friend online start her podcast. She ended up in the top 40 within two days. And she was like, well, I hope you do this as a business. And I was like, I just did what I know how to do for my podcast for you. And uh, she said, bill me. And I sat at my desk for five hours that night, sent sent her a $250 bill at night through PayPal and went to sleep scared as hell that she was going to message me the next morning and be like, this is entirely too much. And I woke up the next morning and she paid me $1,250. And I called her, I FaceTimed her to ask her if she had made a mistake. And she was like, no friend, I paid you what you're worth and please don't ever charge a penny less. I've never found six months and I haven't been able to find someone that could do this for me. And you just took your expertise and used it. And it worked for me, by the way, I hope you do this as a business. Wow. And so it took me about two months to get on board with the concept. I ran with it. And when I say ran with it, I want a lot of people listening that might be in the starting phase of their business. Mm -hmm. It took me two months to get on board with the idea about five months to clarify how I really helped people. It took me about a good five to six months to get a steady stream of clientele. And it took an entire year for me to build a website about what I did. So I was making money, getting clients and selling myself and my services for a year before I built a website. Dang. But when I built my website, you know, we all get stumped on stupid stuff. Like the lack of clarity is paralyzing. The how is paralyzing for all of us. 
I remember when I finally built my website, like creating the content was so easy. Cause I was like, I do this every day. I've been doing this every day for 365 days. Like, but this, here's the rejections. Here's the copy. Here's the, I had stats. I had content for days. I had testimonials already. So for a jump out of the plane and figure it out on the way down type of person, um, that worked well for me. It was hard to see the vision, but you know, clarity, like our action creates clarity. And I just kept taking the steps one after another and found myself, Insta Podcast has been around for about two and a half years. We have 65 plus clients. Um, We produce uh, about 60 podcast episodes a week, Uh, produce, publish, write the copy and also help them grow their show. And um, we're working with bigger and better entrepreneurs and business owners every single day. And Mm -hmm. I would not change it for the world. No, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. And you said something that really stood out to me. In the beginning, it took you two months to get on board with providing it as a service. So what was going through your head at that time? You know, you have this friend or client that's like holding you accountable to something that you didn't even think like was worth charging for. Yeah. And then wrapping your mind around that and actually turning that into a business. So during that two month period, do you remember like how you were feeling? Like what was like really like reeling in your head? A hundred thousand percent. So what was going on in my head? I remember was one, I was letting everyone um, put their opinion on me around my, my ideas and dream. Right. So when she sold me the idea, I was like, you know, this, I I don't know if you've ever read the big leap, but they talk about your zone of excellence might be Mm -hmm. the starting place and not your zone of genius. It might be something that you're good at that you can do naturally, but it's not necessarily the thing. Right. Helping her was very natural for me. It was something that I had studied on my own because I wanted my own personal podcast to do well. I was also very, very passionate about the idea of people sharing their message, but I'd let in a lot when I, when I shared the idea with a lot of my friends and people that were what, you know, what we'd call in the cheap seats, nobody that was above where I was, but people that were not where I was or less were saying, um, I don't really know how you would make money from that. Mm-hmm. People don't make money podcasting right away. So why would they pay you to help them start a podcast? If you can't guarantee them an ROI or income within the first six months, this might not be a good idea. Who's actually going to pay you to do this? You don't have a studio. You, I mean, it was like, I got every rejection from everyone I could possibly think of. And the icing on the cake was, I was at an event, still trying to gain clarity. So, oh, and the other piece was I had in my mind committed to this idea that I was going to become this business coach. I was going to be this business coach and I was already helping. I had seven clients, one-on-one clients. I was trying to scale that. I was like, I'll quit my job. I'll get 10 more on 17 to 20 one-on-one clients and I'll crush it. Right. You just do the math in your head and you're like, I can quit my job now, whatever. Um, and so I was fighting this idea of like, well, what if I shift the podcasting and I fail? And I, now I have nothing. Mm -hmm. So I ditched my coaching business. I tried to do this podcasting thing. And what if I fail? Right. And the icing on the cake was, I was at this three day event with Rachel Luna. I don't know if you know, Rachel Luna is. I've heard of her. I can't picture her right now, but that name sounds very familiar. Crazy journey. Great story. Has an event called confidence activated. I went in 2018 and or 2019 and I'm sitting there and there's this incredible panel of women all talking about how they're killing it in the podcasting game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it hits me as like so strong 
that, okay, you've thought all these things are holding you back from being in the podcasting game, like the, the business coaching idea, the rejection that everybody's saying you won't make any money doing it. And I was like, it was like the insecurity, like surfaced so loud. I heard, no, you're afraid to do this because you're afraid that when you try to sell this to people that they won't buy into you being the expert in this because you're not where these women are. Mm. So because you don't have millions of downloads, because you don't have this insanely high produced, high download podcast, you are insecure about the fact that you're the expert in this. Mm. And so I went and literally asked the question. I said, I am thinking about starting a podcasting agency in front of, there was 500 people there. And I got on the mic and I said, I'm thinking about starting this podcasting agency you know, solidifying the process, doing the production, all the things that I've automated for my own podcast. I love the idea of doing it for others, other entrepreneurs and business owners, but I'm afraid that one, it will take away from me sharing my message and two, that people won't trust me for the expert as the expert. Of course, these women burned me at the stake. They literally laid me out um, and powered the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, this is what happened next. There was a Facebook group and um, the next day, Everybody was in the Facebook group and was like, where's the podcast girl? I've been trying to start a podcast. Someone please tag her. I need help. There was like at least 25 women that were like, where'd the podcast girl go? Someone please tag her. And that's when I realized there was a significant need. Mm -hmm. And so I just started talking to these women one by one. I think I got eight clients that weekend. Wow. And I just jumped right in. No website, no formal proposal, no nothing. I just jumped in. I was like, the one thing I know is I know how to help somebody start a podcast, launch it correctly. I'll figure the rest out on the way. Right. Right. So yeah, there's a number of things that stand out to me, like with you telling that. And the the first thing that stood out to me is like who you were listening to when you were listening to those people, like, Oh, that haven't been further than where you were. It was almost like, are you crazy? Like, they're all people that want me to hire them now yeah (laughs) and that's how it goes right it's like you're crazy what are you doing oh yes how can I do it how can I be like you like what it all comes full circle and then when you step into a room like a room and community that you're building now with innovative income of women who had been there before who had seen it already was like no it's not you're crazy for doing it you're crazy for not doing and it's like that accountability and that level of like them standing in their power helps you to rise to your own. And to think that I almost had the audacity to be selfish enough to think that I shouldn't do this and to get the courage to murmur it out of my mouth for 25 women to come forward and say, oh my God, this has been on my mind. I just was stuck on the how. It made me realize like, oh, you're being selfish because you're the solution to someone's problems. Actually, many women's problems that where they're stumped is the how. Right. They're not looking for someone that has multi-millions of downloads. They just want to launch in, this, in the, the season they're in in their life and they don't know how. Right. So you're two steps ahead of them. Just be the solution to their problems. That's it. Yeah. And elevate along the way. Yeah. And just becoming the expert, the authority figure and sharing everything that we've learned along the way. The caliber of podcast clients that we work with now is continuously evolved. Like now... I mean, I, I get phone calls from female entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs that are in the, you know, 20 million plus range that just want to use wow. a podcast to generate more leads, mm-hmm. you know, that want to have, want to me to meet them in the studio to direct their podcast. Like, but that just came with like commitment to the challenge. Your 
your number one, you know, reason needs to be, or question you need to ask yourself is, am I adding, uh, am I a solution to other people's problems? And how am I adding value to people? The bigger problem you solve, the more money you will make. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then you knowing when to pivot as well, like Mm. coaching before. I wanted to hold on to coaching so bad. Yes. Yes. When in reality, as I stepped into this level of expertise, it has allowed me to then add coaching to my business. So I still get to coach. Mm. I just needed to become the expert in something. Yes. And now coaching is so much more aligned and so much easier. Yes. But I mean, like what you're saying right now is like so deep to me because it was like you were holding on to these seven clients, these seven coaching business coaching clients, which I mean, not to say that that's not a a lot. It's a lot. You know what I mean? But if we would have just, if you would have just stayed there and been like, you know, no podcasting is it, it's not worth it. And shut that door. Like you were saying no, while you were saying yes to the clients, you were saying no to so much more. And now not only do you have podcasting, but you have both. Yes. And it's like so many times women are just afraid to follow what's, what they're being pulled towards. It's almost felt like you were being pulled. Like you weren't even like forcing, forcing. It was like a pull. It was a pull. It was, it was a loud scream. It was a calling. Mm -hmm. And like, when I finally stepped into it, now I like, now, you know, two years later, I always look back and I'm like, I can't believe how aligned this was. And I didn't see it. Like my entire purpose in life is to convince women that their trauma, their experience, their life is someone else's survival guide. And you do not walk in, in my mind, you do not walk in purpose until you turn around and use those experiences to help someone else. Cause there's a woman stuck right now where you were that doesn't have the support, the circle of influence or the wisdom you had to get on the other side. She can't breathe right now. She can't sleep. She, it's the thing that keeps her up at night. You are the solution to her problems. So getting women to share their message to me is one of the most critical things I'll ever be able to share. And now to be, to realize that through the medium of podcasting, I get to help women do that. (laughs) The calling was so loud and I was trying to hold on to something so little. Yeah. But I feel like we all do that all the time. You know, we all do that all the time. And we look back and we're like, yo, why didn't I see this? Because typically it is those like those things that are right in front of our face that, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Oh no. It's like red red flags in relationships. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I know. I'm not sure how, how you know, far you want to go there, but that's fine. Completely <laughs> open, completely okay. open book. Everybody knows. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Very good. So, um, with that, I know you've grown your podcast to grown your own podcast and also Insta podcast is such a great platform. And with that, you also been growing a community on the, I don't want to say on the side, but alongside of it on the side. Uh, yeah. On the side with innovative yes. income that has has been your fifth time running the summit. And now it's just kind of exploded into something more than you could have ever imagined. So I just want you to kind of take us through that journey of having Insta podcast and then kind of growing that on the side and allowing that to kind of flourish and be its own thing. Because I feel like through your posts and through your social media, and I think I've seen something very recently where you were like, the podcast was almost like a stepping stone to that. So the seven coaching clients, stepping stone to the Insta podcast, Insta podcast is stepping stone to the next level version of Jessica. So yes. yeah. So much, so much here. <laughs> so yeah. But know, those are all like loaded questions. Can you say that in all an hour, your whole life in an hour? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just no. recap us on everything? Right, exactly. 
No, this is, but this is such a good question because I just was talking about this last night on my Instagram. And, um, and to me, this is the clarity that I've recently received, right? And what I was saying was, I feel like, you know, people get in, in, into starting their own business for a whole gamut of reasons. Um, and sometimes just to, just to follow someone else's dreams. You know, we leave corporate to stop feeding someone else's dreams. But in reality, sometimes we, we are starting a business just to do what we see someone else doing because we think that we want their life, right? whole gamut of reasons, but, um, it's really come down to, I feel like it leads you to three things in life, like making money in a business leads you to three things. If you, if you are able to create a business that is profitable, right? There's really three ideal outcomes. One is that you are, you become Jeff Bezos, right? Right time, right person, right business. Like, and again, it took him a long time. I'm not saying he blew up overnight, but you just blow the hell up. This business Mm -hmm. is so wildly profitable that it takes over the space it's in other industries and it just, you know, monopolizes everything because it's just so innovative, so on time. It's so what, it feels such a huge need. It's such a huge solution to people's problems. You're that innovative, whatever, right? Two, you're with many of us, our goal is to make enough money quicker because it's very hard to become wealthy by saving money or budgeting through a job. Absolutely. So for many of us, we start businesses to create money faster still knowing that we won't get rich off these things, but then to, to leverage that money to create other investments to create wealth faster, right? And then I think three, not that you can't have two and three, but three, and this is what I've realized for me, is that you create a business, you commit to something because you have to commit to a lane. You have to commit to a lane and a goal knowing that you don't have to marry these things forever, right? But you have to commit to something. There's so many people wanting entrepreneurship stuck in a lane right now mm-hmm. or stuck in between three lanes trying to be the master of men or, you know, the jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to be a content creator and I want to have a marketing agency and I want to I wanna also be a, um, you know, an educator. Or I want to be in Turo or I want you know, I want to do Airbnbs like, oh, but if I make money from all three, I'll be great. Like no master something. I had someone that always told me like, set a goal for one lane and kill it. And until you kill it, should you be creating multiple businesses? Like is the goal a million dollars in this business? Is the goal to impact 15,000 people? Is the goal to sell 500 of these courses? Like what are we doing in this lane before we move on to something else? Right. And sometimes just the solid I'm going to use God, the universe, whatever you guys feel appropriate. I feel like the universe says to some of us, just show me your true commitment to something because there's a season of people that need you in this space right now. And once you are solidified, once you trust yourself, your intuition, your gut, I will actually give you the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it got so clear to me. Um, I'm going to reference The Big Leap again because this is what yeah. I was talking about last night. Please, guys, go grab the book, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks. Um, he talks about all these, these levels of competence that we all work in. Right. And there's a lot of them. I'm not going to list them all, but I I always reference the last two. And he said, people get stuck and confused about operating your level of excellence Mm -hmm. versus your level of genius. And he said, they're, they all sound very similar, but you'll know when you're in your level of genius. And when you're in your level of genius is where you'll, you'll get rich in purpose, like get rich in purpose, not on purpose. Right. And so your zone of excellence is confusing because it's something that you will get praised for Mm -hmm. because it will come naturally. It will be easy. 
And it'll be something that you can do and be like really freaking good at. Right. And so to me, that was Insta podcast. That's the podcast agency because purpose to me is helping people spread their message and, and bring it to the masses. I, I know I cannot be the messenger to everyone. I need to help other people be the messenger so that we can help as many people and impact as many people on purpose as possible. Right. But I think stepping fully into Insta podcast and helping women and stepping fully into my podcast and testing my own theories led me to a different audience of women which was innovative income, creating innovative income in 2018, doing this five times and serving on an unbelievable, undeniable, unapologetic level this year. Um, and now it is, it is blowing up effortlessly. And when I keep looking at my business partner and we keep saying this, like this is the line that keeps coming out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. We did not know that this would be this big. We cannot believe that this is happening this way right now. Like we cannot believe that it's so effortless. It's literally blowing up effortlessly. And literally when we said that the third time, I grabbed the book and ripped it open and was flipping. And it was like, your zone of genius will feel effortless. It will almost feel like an unfair advantage. It will feel like you're doing something and you're doing it so well that you're Mm -hmm. crushing the market and you'll be like, I don't even feel like I'm doing anything. Wow. And I was like, that is exactly how I feel. Yes. I'm being unapologetically me with my mm. best friend. Yes. We're teaching people everything that we've learned over the last five years and taking them on a journey with us. No offense, but this is some shit I do with my best friends. Yeah. And it yeah. is killing the game. It's becoming a movement. And I was like, yo, I'm now in my zone of genius. Yeah. Because it's effortless. It's effortless. I'm not saying it's a piece of cake. It's easy. And I'm like, throw the money in the bag. And it's like, I don't do shit. It's easy. Just like, I'm just hanging out with women I love, helping them, giving them everything that I already know. I'm a wealth of knowledge because just like you, we commit to self-growth. We commit to self-awareness and we commit to like business growth and and, and, in ourselves. I'm a wealth of knowledge as my business partner is. We're both yin and yang. So we can offer the full package Mm -hmm. and we get to do this with women that we enjoy being around. Right what? Yes. That is the zone of genius that I'm in. And I'm like, oh, this is what they were talking about. This, this is flow. Right. This is flow. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I also love it too, because it's not like you started here. You didn't start there. Right. But you, you, you listened, you took the inspired action with the guidance And it led you along your path and along your journey to where you truly feel like you're living in your purpose. And I feel like I always hear a lot of people say, well, I don't know my purpose. Like, what's my purpose? How do I find my purpose? And on your social media page today, or it might be (laughs) yesterday, I took a screenshot of it and I'm going to read what you said. Oh, tell me. (laughs) You said purpose to me will always be fulfilled when you take everything you've been through every trauma, every circumstance, everything that came and felt like it was meant to end you, drag you through the mud and use it to help someone else. Like, I felt that. I just got the chills. (laughs) I'm like, I said that? (laughs) You did. You said it 20 hours ago. You did. (laughs) That was you. That was you. That me, that me. (laughs) (laughs) That was you. So... You brought up purpose and kind of led us into this space naturally. Yep. And I was going to bring this up anyway. So yeah. um, t- 
tell me, like, with all of you said there, like, what was it? What do you feel were those moments? We talked about some great things, the podcasting and you growing and then growing innovative income. But what were those moments that you feel like you were dragged through the mud or that were trauma that you're able to serve these women in such a, a huge capacity and people who aren't necessarily even in innovative income or in your instant podcast, but people like me that are just looking, you know, watching you go through your journey and you just be you through the mud, through the sun, sunny days, through all of it. So oh, I just did a, um, an episode on my show about this um, called from power, powerless to powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to really reflect on this before Innovative Income Summit. And so I just want people to hear when I explain this, that you will have times in your life where life will take your breath away, right? And this could be anything. And I'm not minimizing this for anyone. This could be um, insurmountable grief. You know, people are taken away from us and in, in before we're ever prepared for it, um, loss of loved ones, divorce, separation, um, loneliness, you know, failure. People are, there are people that are just paralyzed by the idea and the concept of failure. There is, I found that there is grief around failure for people, right? So just things that, um, circumstance that are unbearable for so many of us and life will take our breath away. And I would say in the last two decades, this, this happened to me twice And I'm going to go over them really quickly because I'm going to explain what happened both times afterwards. So in 2017, it was hands down like the craziest year of my life. I um, got pregnant. My father got cancer. We had not been talking for two years. He almost, um, uh, I got the phone call when he was on his deathbed that he, he was flooded. Um, His lungs were, he had pneumonia. His lungs had flooded that um, they didn't think that they were going to be able to uh, help him. He ended up in the hospital for 14 days. And then he survived. Um, thank God he's still with us, right? Yeah. Six months later, I have my son three months prematurely. So wow. um, the stress of, I think, my father, my relationship at the time, and just life. Um, I had my son prematurely. I had severe preeclampsia. He was born one pound, 15 ounces, mm-hmm. completely unexpected. I went in for a checkup and had to have him six days later. Wow. Um, I almost passed in the uh, hospital room because... Um, they could not, they said, I, they said I was trying, I was almost having a seizure. Um, wow. there's just all this crazy stuff that happened. And my son ended up in the NICU for three months, 82 days or almost three months, 82 days. Um, we had to visit him in the NICU every single day. I had to keep my full job, full-time job during that time. So I had to go to work every day. I literally got McDonald's on the way and went straight to the hospital and spent my evenings from six to 2 a.m at the hospital with my son as they were like trying to make sure he could make it or whatever. Um, first time in my life, first time in my life in a long time that I'd felt like I had zero control, mm. zero. I had to completely surrender to my faith, to my belief in that what is will be right. and allow the process to just ride. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was tested even more during that time because a month in to his stay, the a category five hurricane hit, Tampa, they prepped us that, that he, they could be, he could be helicopter flown to another state that we would not be able to go. Um, my partner at the time and his father ended up in another state and got stuck there. Um, and then as I was on my way prepping to go to the hospital to stay with him, because they told me that was the safest place because they had generators, um, I collapsed and was, had to go to the hospital and found out I had um, 
my, I had mastitis and it had become, uh, it was in my bloodstream. Mm. So it was an infection in my bloodstream. So I had a 104 fever. They had to hook me up to IVs for six days to get it out of me. And I get a phone call while the category five hurricane is hitting the windows. I mean, it's like hailing outside. Oh my God. And I get a phone call in the bedroom of my hospital bed. I'm alone. No one can come visit me because there's a hurricane. Mm -hmm. And uh, the phone call says, it's the nurse. And she says, we've been trying to get in touch with you. I don't know how we found out you're in the same hospital, but your son needs an emergency blood transfusion. He's fighting an infection that he can't fight. He doesn't have enough white blood cells. He needs an emergency blood transfusion. Um, yes or no? Oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And she was like, you, you don't best case is this, worst case is this. It has to happen now, yes or no? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. She's like, we've already tested your blood. It's not a match. We've got the blood, yes or no? And I'm like, yes. And I just remember, tears come to my eyes talking about this. Yes. I remember in the bed, strapped down with IVs. I called the nurse. I said, can I go visit him? She was like, we cannot. We're trying to kick this infection. You cannot go to him. She was like, um, we'll keep you updated. We'll keep checking on him. And I was strapped to a bed and I'm like, okay, God, like it, it, this was like the moment in the movies where they, you know, like something's happened happening to your child next door and you can't go. Like, I was like, there's nothing. There's literally, this is all the way out of my control. There's nothing that I can do. I just have to sit here and pray and trust and have faith. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I changed that day. I changed forever that day. Wow. And my son came home two months later, six pounds, three mm-hmm. months in the NICU, he came home six pounds, which is the weight at most babies are born at yeah. if they're light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we went on a journey after that. But the moment he came home, I was like, I knew, I knew what God had done for me. I knew that the universe wanted more for me. I knew that my life was supposed to be lived out loud. And the fact that I was given another opportunity with that boy, Mm -hmm. I was like, I will live my life out loud from this moment on. Powerness, lack of control, ability or requirement to surrender, um, trusting the process led me to the next year, starting my podcast, doing a TED talk, being just unapologetic in my desire to show the fuck up out loud. 2018 changed my life forever. The next year I quit my job. This was all because my faith was tested because Mm -hmm. I felt powerless Mm -hmm. because I felt like I had no option, but to surrender that I felt like the universe was like, I'm changing your life right now. Sit down, sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. This is not your season to be in control. This Mm -hmm. is not your season to try to take the wheel. This is not, I've got this mm-hmm. sit down mm. and just take the ride and take the lessons as they come and embrace it as the most stranded stuck moment you'll ever feel in your life. Yes. But I will give you everything, but you will have to learn and accept every lesson I'm giving you along the way. Mm. Take it. Mm. And I was like, fine. And 2018 became one of the most powerful years that I stepped into some of the things that I could never conceptualize. And then fast forward yeah. to 2021 the second day of the new year, I was set to be married mm-hmm. um, this year. I had a partner for seven years, the father of our son, and our relationship started falling apart mm-hmm. right before we were set to get married. I mean, falling apart, um, 
things came to the surface that I think I knew were there, but I didn't want to acknowledge. Right. Um, things about myself that were missing in the partnership. And I went on a journey of what I thought was one of the strongest foundations and my support system underneath me, literally faulty and falling apart again, right. making me feel powerless again, making me feel like the rug was ripped underneath me. And for women listening that have gone through this, because so many women have to go through this and suffer in silence, this makes you question everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry. This makes you question everything about yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, you want to talk about a journey of looking in the mirror. Right. I had to rebuild and, and, and burn every thought I ever had of myself to the ground. Because you want to talk about questioning your enoughness. You want to talk about questioning your ability to be a woman and a wife and a partner and all these things. I questioned everything. Mm-hmm. So to even be able to survive, like just keeping my business alive was the hardest thing that I had to do during that six months. Yes. Um, I told someone the other day, I was like, people didn't even know, but for like two months, like almost six to eight weeks, I literally would make a to-do list, probably knock three things off my to-do list and then go back to bed. Mm. I would get a couple things done and go back to bed. I would nap all day long because I was crying. I was in survival mode. I mm-hmm. couldn't, couldn't accept what was. I couldn't understand. There was no meaning. I was in denial. It was just this constant wheel. And until I surrendered yes. to acknowledge the fact And I'm going to say this simply, but I think this is probably one of the most incredible things that I realized on this journey is that evolution is required of your life. It is required. It is required. Mm -hmm. Your level up is an evolution and it will at many times be some of the most uncomfortable things that will occur in your life. And you will try to hold on dearly to something that does not belong in your life anymore. Mm. We think we can let go of things when there's significant reason, right? Right. I could not reason with myself at the time on this concept. But now that I fast forward to acceptance and where I'm at now, and I'm still on a a very long healing journey, Mm -hmm. but to see where I'm at now and the woman that I've stepped into and realize how much energy I put in that, into that relationship mm. instead of myself to prove to someone that I was worthy of being exclusive to, instead mm. of proving to myself that I was just worthy, period. There was so much transformation when I was willing to accept what was, that there may never be true meaning and understanding as to why. To just understand that there's an evolution that is required of me right now in my life. There's a version of me and a level of impact that is required of me. And it took me so long to accept that it might be the case for me that it cannot be one with, with the other. Right. It cannot be one with the other. Yes. And yeah. that's a very hard concept to understand that God, universe, whatever you believe in will make space mm. and rid you of some things that you don't need or don't need you for you to have the bigger, it, the thing, the purpose, the impact, the, 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 the thing that you can't conceptualize. And I have to say that all the time because where I'm at now, it's a, if, if someone was like, was this in your vision? Hell no, it wasn't. I never saw this version of me. Never, never, never. Mm -hmm. If if you were like, Jessica, like 
tell me your thing. Like I would have never been like, I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm going to run a podcast agency and I'm going to have a a tribe of women. I've never been a clear visionary, never, Mm -hmm. never been a clear visionary, but I feel like every time God takes something away, I'm like, okay, something. And I can't always realize it in that moment, but he's asking me for, he's asking me to one, give myself what I'm looking for in other people. Mm -hmm. Two, He's, he's asking me to stop being busy, stop being inundated with people pleasing, stop being so focused on what I'm offering to other people and really check into what I'm offering to myself. Facts. And three, just really saying to me, like, it's just, I always think of that stupid meme, like with God holding the, you know, like trying to take the little teddy bear away with like this giant teddy bear behind him. Like, if you just will give me this, I'll give you this. Yes. Stop holding on to things that were just meant for a season for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I have something so much bigger. Let it be. And I would say not let it go because let it go is hard. Yes. Let it be. Yes. Just let it be and watch when you put your focus on yourself instead of all these things that you can't keep, maintain, or have that you think you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. You'll be wildly blown. You're supposed to. You're saying a lot. I've been writing notes and you're saying a lot, but keep going. (laughs) No, that's that's it. Just let it be. Like I I still have to tell myself this all the time. I have moments. I have moments. Mm -hmm. I had so many moments during that time that I was in so much pain Mm -hmm. that I was willing to run back to something that I knew was not for me. But it was like wanting, like, you know, you, you'll hear, and I, I hate to reference this, but you'll hear with like suicidal people that they will say that they cut themselves because there's so much pain inside that they think that a cut in allowing it to come out will actually like alleviate a level of the internal pain. Mm-hmm. I felt like that so many times that I was willing to run back to something that I knew I was not for me in the season just to alleviate some of the pain because mm-hmm. it hurt so bad. That I was like, what do I do? And when you realize that any level of pain pain triggers um, or or recreated trauma in your life is an opportunity and an invitation to give yourself what you need Mm. is when the true healing will occur. Don't miss that, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. It's an invitation and an opportunity for you to go, okay, I feel embarrassed. I feel shame. Mm -hmm. I feel sad. I feel hurt. What do I need? And for people to know that when, especially as women, when you're crying and you're in your feelings, sometimes there's just not a solution. It's like sometimes you yeah. just have to sit through those feelings. Like I just, I remember having to say to myself all the time, I am grieving right now. I am mm-hmm. grieving right now. Like I just need to cry. A reminder. I, a reminder. I need That's to be okay. selfish right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A girlfriend told me, she said, every time you cry, just know it's, you're releasing something else. Mm-hmm. You're just releasing a new session and you will grieve this over and over again. You will not grieve this in a season. You will grieve this over and over again because it will be pieces that you will grieve of that. You will, you will grieve the idea of the relationship. You will grieve the future of the relationship. You will grieve the memories of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You will grieve what was, what is, and what you thought it would be. You'll grieve all these pieces. You'll grieve new partnerships. You'll grieve like comparison. You'll grieve everything. Yeah. And so every time I cried, I just had to tell myself, you're just releasing pieces of this. You're just moving energy in your body. You're exerting energy 
in a way that feels good. Well, does it feel good, but it feels acceptable to you. Mm -hmm. Allow it, Mm -hmm. just allow it and allowing it, allowing the pain to come and go and to feel powerless and to feel like this season was forever was the hardest part. Mm. It felt like this feeling would never go away. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I feel it right now as you're, as you're giving it, you know what I mean? And I, and also too, I just know like we've had a few conversations during that time and you, you look like you were handling it well externally, but I'm sure, I'm sure crashing and burning on like internally, I'm sure. And you said a whole mouthful with all of that. And just the last piece of that with you just saying that, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel that. It's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve. It's okay that if a year from now I want to cry about it again, that's okay. Because, especially in entrepreneurship and business, don't cry. Don't show your feelings. Yes. You're going to look weak. Yep. Keep it pushing, keep it moving. Now, of course, there is a time where we do have to keep moving, but we don't want to do that so much so that we're numbing our, ourselves. And doing a disservice to ourselves. So yes. I think you were beautiful and you took time to grieve. You're still grieving. It's still mm. an eternal process, but at the same time, moving in that. And when you couldn't move on days when you really couldn't move, you did what you could and you went back to sleep and you allowed it to be. And I'm, I'm sure mentally it was like, oh my gosh, this is all I got done. But heck yeah, this is all I got done because this is just what needed to be done. And this is all I can do at this moment. And that is okay. That is okay. And during that time, Um, I had so many people that asked me so many interesting questions because I hired so many people in my circle during that time to help Mm -hmm. me through that. Mm -hmm. I obviously like, you know, I pulled on everyone I had. I was like, I need all of you. Like, you don't hear from me, come over. Mm -hmm. You don't hear from me, call me. Like I pulled everyone in I needed during that season, but I also Mm -hmm. hired people. And I had people that were like, why would you hire a relationship coach when you are newly single? And I was like, oh, because I want to heal every Mm -hmm. part of me so that six years down the line, I'm not dating the same person again. Right. Like I want to address these triggers. I don't want, I want to, as I'm, as I'm healing, I want to be able to forgive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think that I have to hate this person to forgive. Mm -hmm. You know, like there was just so many things. I hired people in my circle, Reiki sessions, hypnotist, relationship coach, um, a trauma expert. Like I hired all these people in my circle during that time because I was like, I'm going to need every single part of this. And the other piece of this, and as a woman listening, whether you are in this or you have a friend or you're dealing with someone around you that is in this, let me tell you what the most beautiful thing on my healing journey was about other women. Support. Absolutely. Women are so powerful. We can, when we can be each other's damage control instead of judge one another and expect them when, when we're going through it, we want someone to support us. But when we watch someone else, mm-hmm. unless it's death, we're like, you need to, you need to come on. You need yeah. to, you need to come on. Right. Um, but one of the most beautiful things was, mm-hmm. is that my business allows me to work with women, primarily women. Right. Mm-hmm. And what was so beautiful was that I shared my journey openly with my followers. So a lot of my podcast clients saw it, saw mm-hmm. it. And I would get on calls. And one of my favorite things, whether I was willing to admit it during that time, was I would get on calls with women and I'd boohoo cry mm-hmm. and then suck it up, wipe my face, didn't wear makeup for six months, sit down. Okay, guys, like, hey, thanks for joining this call. Like, let's jump in, blah, blah. And almost every woman I worked with that knew about what was going on would say, hey, hey, like, I listen, I know you're a boss. Like, I, I know you got this. You take such good care of us. Like, 
before you feel like you have to show up for us, like, how are you? Are you okay? Mm. Like, are you really okay? Mm-hmm. And I, and so many of those women gave me that open space to just be like, hell no. Yeah. But I'm trying. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what I noticed about the same thing with the NICU journey with my son mm-hmm. and the same thing with this journey about rebuilding myself after this relationship is I needed people's, I needed to hear other people's experiences. Mm. The thing that kept me alive with my son was that people were reaching out to me nonstop saying, Hey, my brother was a preemie. He's 22 years old now. He's so smart. He's this, he's that. Oh, this just happened to my sister-in-law and he's three now and he's great. You know, like it was stories like that, that I was like, Oh, there's so much hope, you know? And then when I was able to share this with other women, they'd be like, Oh, I've been divorced. That was six years ago. I know what Mm -hmm. it is. Here's what helped me. But you know, Oh, I just met the man of my dreams and I've never been happier or, Mm -hmm. Oh, this helped me you know, really open up to my new, my new partner. And it's amazing, you know, and it, it made me like, wow, women together are so powerful when we're not judging one another. We are truly each other's damage control and sharing Mm -hmm. our experiences and our stories that we feel like we could be weak to share, or it's not necessary to throw a pity party for those women don't know how much they helped me. The stories were what got me through. Absolutely. I feel like I'm resonating with this so much because not the same situation, but about, I guess I would say seven years ago now, I had a cancerous tumor growing in my left knee. And that was my coming to God, Jesus moment. I mean, I was already, you know, involved, but like, it's one of those moments where, okay, there's really nothing I can do about this right now. I have to surrender. I have to let go and just allow whatever to occur. And it's hard for me to do that. Hmm. So during that time, though, I was so scared, like crying, like really going crazy. I felt like I was going crazy. But stories from other survivors is what helped me see the light. And it's like people are so afraid to share their story because of the judgment that people feel that comes along with that. But as you're saying that, I'm like, yes, stories is what helped me get through. And it's what helped essentially all of us get through. People have no idea. They don't realize that literally, while we love being educated, mm-hmm. while we love being entertained, our survival is on other people's stories. Yeah. Hope, church, mm-hmm. YouTube videos. Yeah. It is literally, we are reignited and motivated by other people's stories. Absolutely. All the time. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's so important for people to share their experiences yeah. for someone else's survival guide. Mm-hmm. That's why we created Innovative Income. Mm-hmm. It's literally, we, the, the running joke about our summit is that the first day you will cry. Prepare yourself, yeah. you will cry. Because we create a space for women to be insanely vulnerable mm-hmm. and acknowledge the things that have made them question their worth, right. made them feel unworthy, made mm-hmm. them hold themselves back, right. made them you know, feel small and minimized and really get vulnerable and non-judgmental in that space and acknowledge the fact that every woman in here at some point has felt unworthy, mm. has struggled, has, had, has questioned her faith, has questioned the ability to, to relinquish control and surrender to her growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to say something because I also took a snapshot of a story of yours. <laughs> She's like, I got this. I yeah, got right, you. Exactly. It was when you were at Innovative Income. And I feel like it's all, almost like, like a perfect segment here. Like you coming through, like you building this successful business and not just one, but multiple and supporting so many women 
um, through their lives by being you, by not hiding anything, by sharing and just everything fully showing up, you know what I mean? And not being afraid of being judged or you might've been, but you still did it anyway, you know? And coming out on the other side, it's like, then this is what you say. I quote, (laughs) (laughs) I realize it's some people that really need me to stay where I'm at. So this is me trying to find a fuck to give to <laughs> all the people who want me to stay small. The people I made uncomfortable for showing up as my true authentic self. Not a fuck in sight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> not in sight. And then it's not on here, but sorry, not sorry. You know, you always say sorry, not sorry. Yep. So that coming full circle to growing this beautiful woman who has always been there, you know, you, you showcase that all the time, but like I said, I've just felt it so much just watching you over this past, the year that I've known you anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Coming out so beautifully. So I don't know. How do you feel like you showcase that? I mean, I see you showcase it all the time, but uh, I don't know. Let that shit burn to the ground. Yeah let that shit burn to the ground. And like, as you elevate, um, and I feel like this is what I learn over and over again. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's just, people don't understand what they can't conceptualize. Mm -hmm. People can't support what they don't understand. Um, people don't, can't support what they can't see themselves doing. Mm -hmm. People can't support things that arisen. There are insecurities. Yes. Right. And so from, partnerships to relationships to friendships i have ran some people off in this season girl (laughs) what (laughs) and this these are the situations that you can't explain Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that we're angels and we do no wrong and you know all these things but there's so many times where i'm like wait what we were just we were what make it make sense make it make sense and it'll start off as like them trying to pick a point. I feel like that doesn't have to do anything with what it really has to do with. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that me just living my life makes you uncomfortable, but this is my life. It's not, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm not trying to brag. It's just me simply living my life. So I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable then I guess we just can't be in the same space. But this is why your circle of influence and leveling up your circle is so important Mm -hmm. because I just, I have this conversation in this fight with women all the time that we Mm -hmm. coach because it's like, well, why won't my friends support me? Why do I keep losing friends? Mm -hmm. I literally have a client that started a podcast called a boss with no friends because she said the level up literally depletes your friends. You literally start a business, you start doing well and everyone fucking falls off the face of the earth. Right. Like, but the reality is, is like, it's what's what's the most amazing part is when you realize you get in a season of your life where that's almost like null and void it doesn't exist you don't mm-hmm. deal with anybody doing that and it's either one of two things mm-hmm. you're not being loud enough mm-hmm. or you've elevated your circle so much that there's no talk like that right like when i realize that 95% of the conversations i'm having are with people that are doing what i'm doing this mm-hmm. or better right they're people that want to see me win because me winning has gives them zero scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. does nothing but motivate them. Like, or the people I'm talking to does nothing but motivate me. Right. And I've talked about this. If you're getting in a room where people are smarter than you and doing better than you, and it, it, it hurts you and, and rises your insecurities instead of motivates you. That's, that's an opportunity for you to look within. Yes. 
But when you focus on elevating your circle, which should be your primary focus mm. as you're building, mm-hmm. you will, you will be in love with your life when 95% of your circle is people that you can't, you can't get rid of all of them. I know there's family and cousins and sisters right. and brothers and husbands. <laughs> you to deal with, yeah. They're just people you got to deal with. <laughs> but when 95% of the conversations you mm-hmm. have are where you're at or better, you don't deal with that. And Absolutely. occasionally it will come but you don't deal with that. And that's why the obsession with constantly elevating your circle, networking, finding like-minded women, mm-hmm. this or better is so important. This or better is so important. So important. So you have a community like that yes. um, called Innovative Income, which we t- touched on um, during this podcast, but I know you're coming up with another yes. live event in January of 2022. January. January 2022, January 15th and 16th. It's the, um, it's a three-day weekend, Mm -hmm. a holiday weekend. And so we're doing it again, but it will go back to annual after that. So it will only be every January once a year because it's, it's kind of just growing to be that massive. Um, and the concept of the event is it's very simple. It's this, Mm. it's that we're inviting you to a two-day summit, a space for women to own and honor that we have been told our lives and taught to be grateful for achieving things that we think we're supposed to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. Husband, house, kids, marriage, corporate job, Mm -hmm. you know, significant money, salary, great partnership, all the things. And there is a reason why all of us wake up at 30, 40, there's women in there that are in their sixties that wake up one day and look at everything that they have, all the boxes are checked. And for some reason you feel empty, but you're taught to be grateful for these things. You're taught to be like, what is wrong with you? Be grateful for everything that you have. And the reality is, is there's a gaping hole in your soul Mm. because you're not walking in purpose. You've achieved all the things that tell you to be a good girl, but you've done nothing to fill your cup. And I'm not talking about self-care and and trips and vacations with your girls and mm-hmm. nights out. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about purpose that fills your freaking cup. You've used nothing in your lifetime to turn around and help someone else. You're doing nothing that fills your soul. You're doing nothing that feels like true impact. You're doing nothing that makes you feel like, wow, the life I walk on this earth is so impactful. And this is not to say that motherhood is not fulfilling. For many, it is. Mm-hmm. But for some of us, we do all the things and we feel completely overwhelmed and depleted every day. Absolutely. And we think it's because we're overwhelmed with tasks, but when we get extra time, what do we do? We don't nothing. do anything, nothing, <laughs> nothing. And it's because there is a reason you were put on this earth. I firmly believe that. And that's why we wake up one day and we feel empty and it's because it's a calling. It's an opportunity. It's an itch in your soul. That's telling you there's something more. There's a reason I put you on this earth. And all I'm asking for you to do is to fully step into it. And this summit is about helping women honor that we are in a day and age and an era where your worth is no longer dictated, dictated by a partner, you being a good girl, your boss, your director, your executive, your experience, your degrees, you can decide your worth and then walk in it. Mm. You mm. are worthy right now. You get to decide and then you get to, we will help you honor it, be vulnerable in that space and create it. Yeah. And create that container for you. There are no rules, ladies. 
There are no rules. You decide. You decide. You decide. I saw something the other day that said this, and I was like, that is me at this point in my life. It Mm -hmm. said, I want to live a life that no one understands. (laughs) I want to live a life that everyone's like, what the fuck? Is she doing? Is she doing? Like, doing me? Living my best life? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yes. And so that summit is January 15th and 16th, 2022. Um, we've already sold a good portion of our tickets, yeah. get in this room. We're capping out probably at about two fifty. Um, we will invite back incredible speakers. This is not all about us. It's all about you. And we make sure to fill the agenda with people. Um, I mean, we, we, we go all the way down to the wire. We do a survey with the women that buy tickets and we make sure every woman, every speaker is hand selected by someone that we know tested, tried and true. We believe in their methods and we know that they can serve. Uh, the needs that are asked and being met, needing to be met in that room. So um, it'll be an incredible agenda, incredible event. You will cry. You will cry your makeup off. Um, (laughs) And you will meet women that you will collaborate and connect with for the rest of your life, hands down. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Where can they find tickets? Or do you have, do we have to reach out to you personally now to get tickets? No, no, no. Link in my bio right now. It literally says if you're having innovative income FOMO, Mm -hmm. this link. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, or you can head to InnovativeIncomeSummit.com. Okay, so, awesome. And then your Instagram is? Jessica Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y underscore. So Jessica Hurley underscore. Um, you can check me out. I have, we have Innovative Income Summit has its own Instagram as well as um, Insta Podcast has its own Instagram as well. Awesome. Yay. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me on the Wolf Bay Podcast, Jessica. You know, again, I just can't say enough about like, just again, watching you and your journey and just like, I feel what you're saying. And like, I'm always like, oh my gosh, going through stories. Okay. I'm saving this one. I'm saving this one. Cause I'm going to post it later. I don't want to post it right now. Cause then Jessica is going to be like, oh, she just posted this. And you know what I mean? I just posted this. She just posted this. What's going on? You can I share this to share. (laughs) I share this stuff to share. I got to spread it all over. I got to spread it all over. So again, thank you for coming. Ladies, make sure you go check her out and also Innovative Income Summit coming again in January. If you are a person who's looking for purpose, and I get this a lot from women, like, I don't know what my purpose is. You know, what am I supposed to be doing? This is definitely the place for you. Like-minded women, growth, all the nine. Definitely make sure you check her and her business partner out. Going to be amazing. So again, Jess, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.